If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, November 16th. S&P futures are rallying 30 points. That's about 80 basis points. NASDAQ futures are lagging a little bit. They're up about 58 points. That's about 50 basis points. The major European indices are rallying about 75 to 90 basis points. There is a pro-cyclical bias in Europe this morning. So groups like autos, industrials, basic resources, banks, energy, et cetera, are all outperforming. Banks in particular are doing very well in Europe. They're up about, oh, they're up over two and a half percent. That's obviously driven in part by just the broader bias towards cyclical value stocks, but you also saw a large M&A transaction. So PNC confirmed that it will be buying BBVA's US operations. So BBVA is a major Spanish bank. Um, that stock is up about 15%. You're seeing outperformance in other Spanish names. Um, so two drivers of the bank outperformance in Europe this morning. And Asia finished higher um, across the board as well. So stocks this morning are really picking up right where they left off on Friday. Um, and this can get traced back to last Monday when you had the Pfizer vaccine numbers hit that were very, very strong as far as efficacy is concerned. Um, and that you know that kicked off, obviously, a huge market adjustment, um, a huge outperformance in cyclical value stocks last week. And it looks like that it's continuing this morning. Um, and that's really the main dynamic in markets right now. It's investors looking past the near-term COVID outlook, which is still pretty grim. You have huge spikes in cases. You have hospitalizations that are increasing. And then you also have um, you know, a variety of different mitigation measures being rolled out across the US and Europe. Um, but investors are overlooking that um, given the vaccine optimism, and they're looking towards the end of the war against this virus. So um, you know, you could be looking around, you know, March of next year when you start to see these things really get rolled out to the general population. Ideally, you see consumption of the vaccines is high um, and you start to, you know, really make a um, material permanent dent against transmissions by the spring of 2021. And that is driving, um, you know, a lot of what you've been seeing in the market. Um, you know, just last week, you saw, again, huge outperformance in cyclical value stocks, Um the growth momentum names are not seeing enormous outright losses, but they're clearly lagging behind cyclical value. You know, I think sentiment. Um, you know, I think sentiment as far as trading psychology is concerned, you definitely are seeing people chase cyclical value names. Um, there really is not, I would say, though, at this point in time, a lot of genuine long-term enthusiasm for many of these stocks. Um, you know, in terms of your, especially the epicenter ones, whether it's non-essential retail, travel, leisure, lodging, um, some of the office and retail REITs, you know, I think for, for now you're seeing a lot of just aggressive traders versus longer term, long only buyers um, migrating into those groups. And the same goes on the flip side for momentum growth. You're seeing incremental dollars shift away from momentum and growth, but you aren't really seeing wholesale selling, aggressive selling in those names yet. Um, all of which is to suggest that this rotation certainly has legs going forward. Um, it's not going to be a linear one. So you're going to have days like last Thursday when people are going to start focusing on the near term with COVID, which again is still very grim. 
Um, but the longer term trend seems to be a very aggressive shift into the cyclical value groups out of growth momentum. Um, and I suspect that will continue over the coming weeks and months. Um, so that's the main broad dynamic. Again, same as last week. You know, we could be hearing the Moderna uh, phase three preliminary numbers as soon as this week, um, certainly by the end of this month. And then into um, December, we should be hearing the AstraZeneca phase three numbers, then also Johnson Johnson by the end of December. Um, you know, so you have a lot of vaccine data points on the calendar, um, which, again, is going to help to catalyze this rotation further. Just quickly running through news items. You know, there was a lot of headlines over the weekend this morning. I have everything cataloged in the piece this morning. Um, but again, nothing that's disrupting that core theme of vaccines helping the market to overlook the near term on COVID and looking towards, again, the spring of next year when um, you know you really could be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, China economic numbers were decent, solid industrial production. Retail sales fell a little short of expectations, but they still improved sequentially versus September. There are reports that Trump plans to ratchet up tensions with China before he leaves office in two months. Um, you know, as the headlines sound more negative than I think the actual text of those articles is. It doesn't sound like um, you know he's really planning anything too dramatic. So I think markets, for the most part, um, you know, view the current administration as being um, lame duck that it will be out in two months and therefore somewhat irrelevant. So you know you're seeing markets really ignore a lot of the noise and nonsense that um, emanates from the White House right now. There's nearly no one left that anticipates Biden not being inaugurated on January 20th as planned. Um, and it's just a question of, again, how seamless the transition process is going to be. Um, you know, they're looking at, again, what happens at the Georgia runoffs on July 5th and the composition of the Senate. Um, what are Biden's policies going to be? What will he prioritize in his first 100 days? Um, you know, there were some reports that he probably is going to be emphasizing tax hikes and focusing more on um, bolstering the economic recovery. Biden actually is going to be speaking today at around 145 focused on the economic recovery. So there could be some headlines about, again, what what types of policy he'll be prioritizing once he takes office on January 20th. Um, you know, there's Trump was talking about how he's going to be filing fresh lawsuits again and, and continues to contest the results. You do see him, you know, he spoke Friday after the close at the COVID vaccine press conference, and then he was tweeting out all weekend. Um, you know, within all of the noise, he does seem to be acknowledging reality um, even if he continues to claim that the, the election was stolen. So, you know, he is kind of inching towards the acceptance part of uh, the grieving process. Um, but again, I think markets, for the most part, are ignoring, um, you know, a lot of what's coming out of the White House in terms of policy threats. Um, in terms of stimulus on the fiscal front for the U.S., it's still looking like, um, you know, it's very difficult to get a large bill passed during the lame duck. And then it, part of that is just giving the market's optimism around vaccines, Again, there's not pressure being applied to Congress to act um, on fiscal stimulus right now. Uh, you know, you haven't seen anything shown up in the data, um, and certainly markets are are not um, particularly concerned right now either. So, on the fiscal stimulus front, you're probably looking at again after January 20th when Biden gets sworn in. Um, and as far as the numbers are concerned, you know, it's probably down around a trillion dollars as far as what the next fiscal package could be worth. Um, and that number could be lower depending on how markets react over the coming weeks and months. If this if this price action were to continue um, and markets become increasingly enthused about vaccines and you don't see economic data really collapse in response to this fresh surge of COVID cases, um, you know, then I think that number probably bleeds lower. But as far as markets are concerned, you know, the vaccines act as an enormous fiscal stimulus package. 
Um, you know, that's not the same for the underlying economy, but markets would much rather have blowout vaccine data than, um, you know, an enormous fiscal stimulus bill. On monetary policy, the next major event remains this uh, December 10th ECB meeting. Um, you know, the Fed has, again, some, um, the Fed is due to provide some clarity around its asset purchase plan. It's not entirely clear when that happens. Um, I would probably guess it won't happen at the last meeting of this year, just given that I don't think the Fed wants to do anything too controversial ahead of the Georgia runoff. So we're probably looking at um, at least into uh, the January meeting in 2021 for when the Fed could provide that clarity. Um, so that is everything for this morning as far as major news items are concerned. Um, again, there's a lot more that was out over the weekend and this morning, a bu- including a bunch of M&A in addition to that PNC BBVA deal. Um, in terms of the calendar for today, the focus will be, um, on earnings. So you have Palo Alto networks this morning, you have Baidu after the close. And then, like I said, uh, Biden will be speaking at around one forty-five on his, um, plans to bolster the economy once he takes office. Uh, and that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.